So welcome everybody to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Robert Peake. I'm here with Todd Brown. Hello, everyone. Hey, Todd. So the purpose of this podcast is to kind of draw out some of the more subtle, interesting themes and and um, ideas around the Getting Things Done GTD methodology to enable you to implement it a little more effectively, a little bit better. If you're wondering what that even is, um, it's really just a way to get more done with less stress. It's a way uh, to improve uh, work-life balance and uh, to improve well-being while also helping you be more effective. So while we get into some of the uh, more advanced points with all of this, we're hoping also that it's pretty kind of universally applicable as well um, to anyone that just wants to basically work smarter, right? And, and find a better way to both work and live. And so as Todd and I were talking uh, just ahead of kind of pushing pushing go on this, we were talking about some of the ways that we see people falling into the trap of having a, a I guess, a sense of identity or a mindset, a kind of fixed mindset about themselves or about how they relate to their work that can sometimes hold them back from fully adopting uh, all the aspects of the methodology that could actually help them uh, to, of, for actually getting things done in the truest sense of the word uh, more effectively. The, the, the blind spots, the blinkers, those things uh, that sometimes trip people up. And so we, we broadly thought of that as kind of mindset and the, some of the different kind of mindsets uh, that people can fall into. And Todd, just, just curious, you know, you've coached many, many, many people and led loads and loads of seminars uh, around this topic and been a practitioner for a really long time. What are some of the mindsets you see or some of the um, maybe preconceived notions that you see that sometimes get in the way? You know, as you're talking it through, I, I think, let me just start at the very beginning, which is that there is a, um, I think one of the prerequisites for success with this work is, um, is not, is not a, uh, a conviction right at the beginning that it will be right and it will be you know, life-changing and all of that, although it is for a lot of people, but it's an openness to the possibility that there is a different way to work and that I can generate different results, right? So you need to be, I think, um, as, as obvious maybe as that sounds, you need to be open to the possibility that it's going to make a difference and open to engaging in the process, right? And, and the reason I mention this is because sometimes when this happens mostly in seminar work, we'll have, uh, we'll have groups where some of the folks in the room have been, you know, they've been um, gently encouraged to be in the room, right? Uh, and don't really believe that they need to be in the room. Right. So I think the first thing is, is just a, a mindset which says, okay, this is something that is, um, that is worth trying out. You know, it's been, it's been successfully implemented by millions of people around the world. Uh, it might be right for me. It might not be right for me, but I'm going to give it, you know, as we used to say in the States, the old college try and see if it works, right. See if it does, if it does work for me. So I think that's, openness to the possibility that you might be successful with GTD um, is, is probably a, a preliminary uh, mindset that's important. I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I think that's really, really important. I do find that people that gravitate toward this work um, have a kind of uh, a, um, a mindset of self-improvement, of optimization, of learning and growth. Um, 
to put it the other way, people that I think um, sometimes get a little tripped up with the GTD methodology are those who have a sense of identity of, well, this is how I am. This is just how I am. You know, <laughs> It's always been this way, always going to be this way. This is me. This is what you get. And uh, so... For those people, you know, obviously introducing really any kind of new ideas that would fundamentally challenge uh, the ways in which they work uh, and operate can can be unnerving, unsettling. And so it, it might not be right for them at this time is what I would say, uh, you know, if, if you really have a fairly fixed fixed mindset about about who you who you are. Um, but those those kind of manifest too in some subtle ways, I think. Um, one of the things I've noticed, for example, is in working with people that, uh, where a lot of their job is to be organized, to be efficient, to, uh, in fact, to organize for another, right? So those executive assistants and personal assistants and secretaries who are assigned to one or more uh, individuals, usually uh, fairly senior people in the organization, who can use support and help with uh, managing the calendar, but also just managing all kinds of other things uh, potentially in their world that need close tolerance, that need organizational precision, uh, that need uh, clear, clean boundaries, right? All of that. Um, people that gravitate toward that have a sense of identity about I'm an organized person and that is a good a good thing. You'd think they'd be the first to just glom on to, to these, these great new ideas a la GTD, um, but sometimes what I've found is that, you know, proposing uh, new ways of working or thinking about it out of the blue really can, uh, can be challenging to that sense of identity, right? And there's this great thing in the, the uh, Harvard Negotiation Project where they talk about one of the main impediments to a good negotiation is when you get into what they call an identity conversation. So it's no longer about what we're trying to negotiate. It's about this is striking at who I am as a person. And of course, you're going to defend your sense of self, you know, to the bitter end, you know, to have a congruent, good sense of yourself as a good person. So finding ways um, to to really tease out the fact that GTD is an extension, a natural extension of a lot of best practices people have already implemented, and particularly those that are highly, highly effective and 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 do value organization. Um, is is a really important part I've found in the in in educating and supporting people uh, who who already have that kind of I'm an organized person identity, if that makes sense. So if you are one of those people and you do feel challenged by some of the practices, just consider that these are potentially just a an extension of a lot of stuff that you may have already you know uh, found and developed for yourself. Um, and that these are, you know, kind of tried and true general principles that that uh, aren't necessarily, you know, trying to go against or or re full, you know, wholesale replace a lot of the good things that are working for you, but that they're ideas that can that can support uh, you in a trajectory you're already on. I guess is is the way I would put it for uh, for for those people who gravitate toward this because they already feel pretty organized. I don't know what what have you found in terms of other other you know people that gravitate toward this or people that are repelled by GTD or any of that. Yeah, I, I had this conversation many many years ago before before I left my last big corporate job with my boss as I was starting to get into GTD and learn more about it and implement it for myself, and I was talking to my boss about what it was all about, and and his his response was, well, when it comes to the kind of thing that you're talking about. Um, Anybody who's you know risen to any level of seniority within the, organ within the organization will have figured all of that out. That was sort of his take. 
And, you know, you, you do hear that, right? You, you do sort of get, well, okay, well, if somebody's, you know, risen to a level of management, they must have all of this sorted out, right? And, and what's interesting for me, as I have reflected on that conversation over the many years, and I've thought about what I, you know, what I would say differently that I did at the time, one of the examples that comes to mind for me quite often is, is I think about the work that we've done with um, with incredibly high performance uh, organizations. And, and the one that's meant that, that's coming to mind for me is, is athletes, right? We've worked with some of the folks who are, you know, world-class, absolutely world-class athletes in their sports. And when I think about, you know, the fact that, I think about not the work that we do with them, but the work that they do in terms of building their own skills and capabilities in their sport, right? they don't assume that they've just sort of got it all handled and got it all done, right? They're, they're constantly looking at ways. How do I refine? How do I make more efficient? How do I make more effective? How do I reduce, you know, if they're doing a sport, which is about racing, how do I reduce my times? How do I make the team, you know, uh, work more effectively? So they're, they're on a, they're on a constant journey, right? Toward, uh, toward optimal performance. And I think, Again, going back to this question of mindset, the people who are most successful with GTD are people who, who are open to that possibility. It's it's not that they're spending all day every day, you know, thinking about how to optimize their systems. But what I think is quite nice about GTD is that that, that when you do come to the realization that there's something going on in your ways of working which isn't optimal, GTD gives you the frameworks to say, okay, well, you know, this, this thing, whatever it is, I, I feel like I've, uh, you know, to, to, I've, I've got the wrong context lists, right? The, the, they don't, don't serve me very well. Well, the GTD, um, you know, the best practices and the, and the thoughts about what a good context list might look like can serve you in those moments. And so, so yeah, I think uh, I'm with you. I think it, people need to be ready to be, to be, coachable, as it were, right? They need to be open to the possibility. Um, and as I say, I think that's, I think that's, uh, I think that's key. Yeah, you know, as I'm thinking about mindsets more broadly, <clears throat> let's talk maybe a little bit about, <clears throat> you know, people who are, let, let's imagine people are, who are already into, you know, getting things done. They're, they're sort of varying levels of enthusiastic adopters, let's say, of getting things done. Um, but but we're not at the we're not at the level of you know um, trying to convince them as it were about the um, the core ideas. What what do you think? What kind of mindsets come into play for people who are already GTDers that might get in the way of their own success with the methodology? What have you run into in your travels when it comes to that? That's a great question, and you know I think it ties it ties into a lot of what you were saying in some ways about highly effective people thinking, well, I'm highly effective by virtue of being at this at this place in my life. Um, but one of the things I ask is at, at what cost? At what cost did you did you get here? And do you really need to pay that price or not? So um, one of the big traps that that is subtle and pervasive, even even you know really seasoned GTDers can fall into this is the busy is good trap. You know, being busy is good and busy for the sake of busy sometimes is good, you know. And to me, that comes back to a whole, there's a whole big thing. There's this great, um, uh, this great book called uh, The Protestant Work Ethic and the Spirit of Capitalism that goes into 
this fundamental idea that you know hard work makes us good hard work makes us good good people morally right you know the um uh idle hands are the devil's workshop as it were right so being busy is inherently good and whether or not you're a devout Christian. You're you're living in you know a, a cultural context um, that that really has started to kind of kind of was been espousing that for a long time, right? The busy is good, and so you know you get presenteeism, you get this kind of grinding away at a, a you know a nine nine six work workload, and, and it's like wow, is that really you? Do you really need feel like you need to do that to make those sacrifices to justify you know your your salary, your position, your whatever? Or are you open to the idea that there actually could could be a better way, and that um, that you don't have to necessarily put in that amount of time and stress? Uh, there was, you know, I, I'm still struck by there was this billboard in uh, uh, the 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 train station where I would commute into London, and it was a picture of a sleeping child, and it and it said, "You invest in missed bedtimes, make that investment count. Invest your money with us." And I went, "Is that necessary?" Is that really necessary to have a successful, happy life, to have good investments, to, to be financially secure? Is it really necessary to invest in missed bedtimes? Is that really an investment? Is that perhaps a false economy? <laughs> and it's subtle. It's really subtle, this, this thing that we get into of, look what a good person I am because I'm grinding away. I'm really, I'm really, really busy. Um, so, you know, effectiveness, yes, but well-being increasingly, I think, is is coming more and more to the fore in in our day and age um, as a real concern and consideration and GTD really does really does let you accomplish both but you have to I think get past uh, some of this frankly programming I think it's cultural programming that we have you know that says you know the the more you work the better the better you are rather than <laughs> the more effectively you work the better results you'll get, the more value you'll produce in the in the world, not only professionally but personally, and, and in all those areas that matter to you. And that is actually, for me anyway, that's an ongoing mindset shift. Being open to the possibility that being more effective is really uh, is really where it's at, rather than just look how hard I've been working. You know, I, I think about. <clears throat> This, this whole idea, what, you know, one, one flavor of what you're describing is I'm overwhelmed by email and I wear that as a badge of pride, right? If I'm getting all these emails, I must be really important, right? Uh, is, is sort of a flavor of that that I think that we do run into from time to time. Um, I think what you've mentioned about the Protestant work ethic and, and Weber and, and, and his work, I think is fascinating. You know, this whole idea that, that you, you, in a sense, you prove that you are worthy <clears throat> um, by being, you know, by being productive, right? That was kind of behind, uh, you know, the, the, the idea behind uh, Weber's writing was, hey, look, we, we can't, um, you know, you, you cannot achieve salvation through works, he would say. He would say, look, you, you, you basically prove that you are saved by the way that you live, in essence, I'm, 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 I'm boiling him down, I suppose, hopefully in a helpful way. But I think that's a really interesting, um, you know, that's a really interesting lens to put on us as human beings. Are we 
Um, and what I mean by that is, are we purpose-driven? Do we believe that we are purpose-driven? And if we believe that we are purpose-driven, right, with, with or without the, you know, the, the, the underpinning of, of religious belief, um, then what getting things done allows us to do is to express that the purpose in the most effective ways, right? So again, that's a, I think that's an interesting spin on on, on that whole idea. The, the other thing that came to mind as you were talking and you know talking about these new, you know, the new world now that we are, um, you know, we're, we're we're taping this in May of 2021, and and um, in in the UK anyway, lockdowns are starting to ease. The picture globally is looking a little bit more dicey, but. Um, but one of the things that just got announced this morning, the BBC apparently polled 50%, uh, so, sorry, 50 large companies, okay, throughout the UK, and asked about their plans for uh, for post, you know, post lockdown working. And of the 50 that they polled, 86% of them said that they were not going to require people to come back to the office full time, right? So hybrid working is going to become the new the new standard right for a very 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 large number of organizations and i was thinking about that and i was thinking again it it, it sort of goes to this idea of of um if you're not in the office then the opportunity to be for, for presenteeism right goes away because you're well at least physical presenteeism you can express your presenteeism in other ways by by being online and available i suppose but um but I think it it it's it sort of goes back to this question. If in this new way of 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 working, in these in this new world where working looks different, what what mindset do I need to in order to be successful? Right. And the whole topic that you mentioned earlier about work-life balance, a lot tougher for a lot of people to draw those boundaries when you know they're basically working from home and something that is in their personal lives and they might view as distracting at any given moment is right there and very available. Um, so, uh, so maybe that's an interesting one for us to, to, to dive into a little bit. What's the, if we think about GTD as underpinning um, new, you know, in, in the new world, right? Let, let's imagine this new hybrid, this new hybrid as being by and large a standard way of working. What kind of mindsets do we need to have? What kind of mindsets do GTD, does GTD uh, encourage us to have to be most effective in that new world? Yeah, I think that's such a great question for, for the world we're going into and frankly are already in. And what occurs to me is just that increasingly, I think organizations need to be outcome focused, outcome focused in the way that they evaluate the effectiveness of the organization and those individuals that contribute to the success of the organization. Measuring measuring success with a stopwatch is has just gone out. We thought I thought it went out in the you know in the in the 19th century, right? You know, with with um, workers coming in on time and and this whole kind of punch in punch out thing. But it's definitely carried on through through the uh, through the 20th century and, and into the spilled into the first part of the 21st. But I think now it really comes down to: Are we achieving the outcomes? Are we clear on what the outcomes even are to begin with? 
And are we achieving that effectively with each contributor pulling, pulling in the same direction toward the same kind of goal? And if so, I don't care if you're running your kids off to soccer practice in the middle of the day. I, I don't mind if you want to take an extra long lunch once in a while. It doesn't really matter if we're achieving, you know, very high levels of, uh, of focus, of effectiveness. And really, that word effectiveness, I think, is so much more important even to some extent than, than efficiency, right? It's not about how you're using every minute of every day. It's about are you focused on the right things? Are the right things getting done? Do we have a sense as a team that everyone is pulling in, in that direction in a meaningful way? And I think, um, you know, in some ways, it's a little more work. It's a little harder uh, or it feels harder because you need to be more clear and explicit about what the outcomes are. But in reality, as we say in GTD, you've got to get clear about those outcomes at some point. Why not do it up front and give everyone a very clear vision of where we're headed rather than kind of at the 11th hour as a reactive way to kind of scramble, you know, scramble toward the finish line. So front-loading the thinking not just for individuals in terms of, okay, what does this mean? What is my outcome? What do I want to be true you know, about this new input, but front-loading the thinking for organizations, I think, is going to be increasingly, incredibly important because, again, we can't we can't just measure through presenteeism and stopwatches and you know whose whose mouse is moving on the screen or not, um, you know, and and always for me as someone who's managed you know quite a, quite a few people now, it's 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 been that way. It's been that kind of focus. It's like, look, I I care more about you finding the smartest, fastest, most effective way of getting the stuff done we need to get done, and, and then some ideally, you know, and within that, there is there is latitude. And I think the rest of the world is coming around to that quite a bit more, to you can trust your employees to do the right things if you, if you support them in creating the right kind of focus. I don't know. What do you think, Todd? Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's really well said. It's a... There, there is a, um, in some ways, the, 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 the forced proof of concept of global virtual working, which we, which so many organizations ended up in, right, um, has been, I think, um, really shocking for a lot of them and really, and, and uh, wrenching for some, right? Um, and I think back on, uh, you know, on our own uh, experience of it as an organization, right? So Next Action Associates, what's our experience of it been? And I won't say it was a ho-hum because it wasn't a ho-hum, but, you know, we've we've done over the years, I think we've done a really good job based on, you know, based on good old GTD thinking. We've done a very good job of, of making clear who's got what roles, what responsibilities lay with, you know, with which person in the organization, what are the outcomes that we're driving toward, um, what are the ongoing communications that we have about all of that, right? Um, and we've made evolutions. Yes, we have. We absolutely have made evolutions in the way that we work. But it, it certainly doesn't feel to me like it's been a wrenching thing. Um, and that's uh, that for me is a is it's it's really gratifying, right? To to look back on that and say that for me in a way is another another bit of uh, of data that says these ideas can support you. You know, we we talk in the level two seminars about this idea that that a good you know what does a good integrated system look like, and we use the the word integrated to include meaning it supports you no matter where you are, right? And in the same way you know, GTD ideas implemented well can mean that 
the organization can have a lot more flexibility about, frankly, where people are, right, and what they and how they interact uh, effectively together. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, our our own experience seemed to me to be quite instructive in that moment. Absolutely, and that matches that matches <laughs> my experience of it all too. You know, as I hear you talking, it really sounds like, you know, the the mindset, a lot of the mindset that gets in the way both individually and organizationally is this idea that we got to, we got to squeeze, squeeze and push, you know, we got to push the people, we got to push ourselves, you know, we got to squeeze all we can out of uh, one another and, and ourselves. Um, and so the, the, the contrary to that, you know, is, is this openness that there could be a better way. And what a great thing to be thinking about that there could really genuinely be a better way in the hybrid model, in the kind of sort of new world that we're going into, uh, or hopefully, you know, go, going into increasingly um, as as things at least um, uh, start to look a little bit bit brighter in in some countries. Um, so yeah, I mean, it really it really sounds like there's a, a kind of a company mindset shift that that's an opportunity that's very much in alignment with with GTD best practices uh, that I think could support could support wider organizations in adopting hybrid working in a way that actually promotes not only effectiveness, but, but well-being. And, and we'll see, we'll see this certainly, I think that's a very, um, a, a, a bright way to look at, at what's, what's ahead. So we're coming, you know, close to the time that we normally do for, for these kinds of conversations. This has been a lot of fun and very rich. And I think there's, there's a lot more that we, we could unpack maybe in another, another session, but, if you were to kind of distill it down, maybe to some 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 practicalities or um, some things that that people might be able to take away in terms of what to look for, what to look out for in terms of um, suboptimal mindset or thoughts or beliefs that that you could overcome, uh, or what to nurture in terms of you know uh, positive orientation uh, toward this material and these ideas. What what would you say to someone that 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 would put their hand up and say, Yeah, I have been I have been struggling with you know, a, a somewhat limited mindset in relation to my GTD practice. How would how would you support them? Yeah, I guess I guess I'd start with what we said earlier about being being open to the possibility that there are you know smarter, better ways of working, regardless of how much success you've had in your life so far. What you know, what lofty peaks you've you've achieved. Um, beyond that, I think it would be you know the, the mindset that it's a um, be be open to be sensitive to where where the friction is in your life where where are the things that don't feel like they work very well where are the things that feel like they could be done better smarter faster and and focus on those with gtd best practice in mind right so so it's kind of a you know let's 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 go back to the elite athlete metaphor right it's just looking at yourself as an, an elite athlete someone who wants to get you know, 3% faster every three months, right? So, you know, something like that. Um, gross that up over time, and it's going to make a big difference in your ability to, to be productive, absolutely, to be, you know, effective in all of the things that you choose to do. But also, of course, given that it's GTD, to be clear-headed, to be relaxed, to be, to have the confidence that you're consistently giving things appropriate attention. That's, that would be sort of it in a nutshell. What, what, what comes to mind for you? I think that's great. And as I hear you talking about those incremental gains and the fact that, you know, those incremental gains add up over time, 
you need time. You need time to be able to recognize the benefits of that. So you need to be in this kind of for the for the long haul, rather than as a way of trying to get a, you know a few sort of quick quick tips or 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 you know to to implement a little bit of a of a sprint forward. And so for me, what I've found with with long haul, long term. Uh, behavior change is it's really key to celebrate successes and, and wins along the way, mm-hmm. uh, and I think both individually and organizationally, as people uh, realize they need to be more focused on effectiveness and on achieving outcomes rather than grinding away and putting putting in the time. Recognizing that, just recognizing, wow, you know, I, I I'm getting a lot done, and I'm having you know better quality weekends, and I feel a little more more relaxed. That's that's good. Right, you know that 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 measure, you know, but the 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 pre GTD me being really stressed out and getting a lot done, the post GTD me is still getting as much or more done with less stress. So finding ways to measure that, finding ways to celebrate that, and organizationally to celebrate that as well, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. hey, we achieved a major milestone, and every everybody did it, uh, rather than hey, everyone's working, you know, 12, 12 hours a day, six days a week. So celebrate your successes, celebrate your wins. Um, be open, as you said, you know, to to the possibility that there are better ways, and then you know, very much notice when those better ways start to be better and and produce better outcomes in your in your life. So hopefully that was useful to those of you tuning in. If you did find any of that interesting, we always love to hear from you. Uh, info at next-action.co.uk. Info at next-action.co.uk is uh, an easy way to reach us with thoughts and topics and that kind of thing. As always, if you did enjoy this, please subscribe. So on YouTube, you just hit the red subscribe button, and we're on a variety of audio audio podcast platforms. There's a subscribe button there somewhere, wherever wherever you're tuning in. Um, and uh, and tell your friends, you know, let let people know those those in your world that are interested in getting more done with less stress, which frankly all of us can use, but not all of us always recognize um, as possible even. And I think that's one of the themes of this podcast. Uh, share this, share this with those that can that can benefit from it, because frankly, I think we're we're heading into a phase and and potentially into kind of a a, a new world of of recognizing that it's possible to support well-being and effectiveness, that they're not mutually exclusive. Uh, that's, I think, the message of a lot of this. Hope you've, hope you've taken away some of that and, take, and taken it to heart and take it into your, your world to share. Um, and from me, from Todd, it's, uh, it's always, always fun, always rich, and we'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.